Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and today we're talking about back on track. And the reason we've reverted to talk about back on track is because we want to talk about mind noise. Why is mind noise important? Well, it's important because ultimately we are only as good as our dominant thoughts. And these dominant thoughts, I think, are best described by looking at the construction of a tree, given that we work with nature's law. So the forest mind, the number one state of human being is love to, followed by what we call choose to. Now, 30% of your thoughts in a state of choose to, at the top of the tree, will be choosing something that defies logic but celebrates freedom. 70% of those thoughts, 70% of your choose to thoughts, however, will be choosing not to do something, such as reacting to other people. Going further down the tree, you'll be in the state of desire to. This is where we get the monkey nuts. Now, it's very interesting when we talk about desire because most people don't consider this an important state of mind. But in all Eastern teachings, such as in Buddhism, Desire and ignorance lie at the root of suffering. By desire, Buddhists refer to craving pleasure, material goods, and immortality. In other words, craving not to die, to avoid pain. However, in Western teachings, such as Anthony Robbins and all the motivational speakers around the world, the pursuit of what you want, desire, is called motivation. It triggers all your stress and drives people to consume, and therefore, always want better in life, more and more, and therefore it's a critical part of commerce. So we, we need to be mindful about how we use this opportunity to be in a high state of consciousness, using your intuition in a state of desire to. Going further down the tree, coming down to earth, we have want to. Want to is knowing what you want, and that's a really high state of mind because you really have made a map of what you want in life and what you don't want. I divide what I want and don't want into three particular categories. The first is the now, what I want right now, what I want standing here, sitting here, doing this uh, video right now. This is what I want. I want safety. I want a room around me. I want a nice cup of coffee. I want a partner in the kitchen. I want. And I don't want noise. I don't want bad equipment. And I don't want. So I really am clear about my wants in all the seven areas of life. But I'm much clearer on what I want in the future. I'm not obsessed with the now to the point where I say the, na the now overrides what I want in the future. In fact, I would say 50% of my thinking is what do I want later, what I want in the future. All human eyes are turned to the future. I know that too well. I know we need to celebrate the present, but if we're not focusing on the later, we're going to end up in a state of regret, which is not a good place to be. And 20% of my wants and don't wants is for others. People I love and care about. I want them to have a good day at school. I want them to be happy in their work. So I spend my time dividing my wants and don't wants between three particular areas. Getting down the tree, we're into the need to. Your goals are your needs. Your goals are summarized into what's going to make it worth getting up in the morning and, willing, and you willing to pay your bills and willing to do the work. You can ask what you, you, what you need in terms of people 
uh, that collaborate with you, that work with you, that, uh, that you manipulate, that you seduce, because you can't do life alone. And last but not least is to try to avoid becoming that needy person who knows what they need but asks others to deliver it. And therefore they become weak and, uh, and uh, very uh, depressed, if you want to call it that word. They just haven't grown up. Next down the tree, we're getting close to the base of the tree now, are your shoulds. 50% of the time, you'll be doing what others say you should do in order to please them. That is really important because you can't do life alone. The challenge is which 50% and which them. 50% of the time, you'll be saying should to yourself. You'll be doing what you say you should do in order to please you. The challenge is which 50%. Your shoulds are very important. They're your morals and ethics. They're your moral compass. Last but not least are the acorns on the ground. And we talk about the seven areas of life and we talk about rules of the game, your rules. For example, I've set some examples here on the, on the video. Rule number one, set the number and frequency of connecting with your network uh, of friends and family and uh, extended family. Second one, financial, rule two. For example, set the time you spend on managing and investing your money. Rule number three, for example, set the tone and the time spent building bonds and connection with family members. Rule number four, the essential daily ingredients of health, set in stone. N that would depend on what you're gonna describe as your health. And last but not least, your career. Rule five, managing upwards, delivering results, schmoozing. These are your got-tos. And these are, if you don't keep these solid, if you don't have the commitment and the willpower to set these in stone, then as you go up the tree, the tree will start to sway backwards and forwards. And you wonder why you're spending a lot of mind noise not getting what you want. And the answer is right here. If the roots are not solid, the rest of the tree will fluctuate. So we're talking about three things in this mind noise uh, month. We're talking about the power of silence, switching off mind noise, and switching on the megaphone. In other words, transmitting information without speaking. So going back to the beginning of what we started with today, there's a small illustration of this, which I think is really powerful and something that we all probably would be wise to take a screenshot of or ask me for the original PDF, and that's this one. Nature's view of your mind. At the very top of the tree is inspiration. Everybody can get there, but it's momentary. Below that is the 90% zone where you can spend a significant part of your day and work. In the middle, where we talked about the, uh, the want-tos, it's ambivalence, want to and doesn't want to, set goals, it's, it's sort of mid-ground. We start to see people being highly motivated down in the shoulds and the needs. And finally, in the got to, we're talking about absolutely an unmitigated motivation. These are the things you must stay infatuated with or driven to do or um, holding on to. They're very hard to maintain long-term because they all have a short-term impact on us, but the result of not doing them, not doing our got-tos, uh, affects our life very, very much so in the long term. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.